0: Everybody, sorry, just about five minutes behind schedule, forgive me. Uh, working at the fair, raising money, and we seem to be doing pretty good. Last night was kind of slow. I think tonight is going to be a good night. It's warm out so more people come. And uh, to God be the glory. And it's, it's always good to see God at work, isn't it? Every day. Met a young lady yesterday. I asked her about the Lord. She said, I'm atheist. And I said, "What does that mean?" She said, "It means that uh, I'm not biased." I said, "You know, neither is God. That's why He loves you." No. About <laughs> here, know what the true term atheist means? Yes.
1: Believe there's
2: no God. What does the there's word mean? Anything. What does the word mean? Without. What
0: without is it?
3: Theism without God.
0: Ah, is no, and theism is. God From Theo or Theastic And so It's a compound Greek word Most people don't even know what they're using A gentleman told me the other day That a lady told him that she was agnostic. Got to talking to her And I said "Uh, Do you know what the word is? He said no So you think she knew what it meant? He said I don't know and gnostic, once again, it's just like atheist is a compound Greek word, which means odds for what? No. 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 And then gnostic means what? Gosh. It comes from the Greek word gnostic, g-n-o-s-t-i-c, and it means what? Knowledge. So it simply means without. Right, them. they don't know. And he said, well, <laughs> I asked her that if she needed more information. She said, no, she just don't believe. I said, she don't know what she believed because she told, she's agnostic. So she just don't know what she's talking about. That's why she needs to sit down and talk with someone that has wisdom and lead her down the right trail. Who did you encounter today? How many folks did you encounter in the spirit today? Ever thought about that? Interesting point, huh? I guarantee you, you met people in the spirit today and you didn't even know it. I assure you, you, might, you met either one or two kinds of spirits today. What kind are they?
2: I've met some ladies today that are well-known in the community at the suburban probing lunch thing. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, and I tried to speak with them about um, just some events coming on and and church, and I
0: was shut down. So what shutdown? kind of spirit? Well, so what kind of spirit did you meet then today?
2: Um, I don't know. The shutdown.
0: If, if it's not of Christ, John says. What do you call them? Good or evil. Right, but we call them in, in, in our specific line of of worship and belief. John say either they're Antichrist or they're...
2: My mom would have called them old
0: hags. <laughs> well, we don't want to call them old hags because the root word of hag means holy or saint in the okay, Greek. Okay, well... Are well, you aware of that? Because the Greek word for holy is haggia. I'm sorry, what, what are you saying? It's
3: like the Bible, God says,
0: Jesus said... We're doing a warm-up right now. You're
3: either for me...
0: Or you're against. <laughs> right. Because remember John said there are many antichrists in the world, what? Now. So you met someone that had spirit of the antichrist in them. Of four. But if you had, okay. She met multiple of them today. All right. Well, what are we going to be doing today, right before we go in prayer, I mean, following prayer, is, is, is this, is we're closing out a very important chapter here. It is interesting that Paul put it at the end here, and he's transitioning to the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to show you how this word, this term is often mislabeled. Okay? We're going to take a look at that in detail, very much detail because there, there are a lot of misconception on what happens with a person when they get saved. Well, what happens to that person and why Paul is now telling the Galatian church what they really are, okay? And we need to know that. This is the kind of teaching that you don't hear too often in church. When I was at First Baptist, I actually one summer did a serious teaching on this for children. And it was absolutely wonderful because we had the children DVD to go along with it that that really did a good job explaining. And so at the end, okay, I have hit the little two, I mean, a little four square boxes there. Let's get everything reconciled. Nah, what did you do? Did you go and move my stuff? I did not. I reconciled it. Oh, you messed it up. Cause I had I had it on verse twenty-two, and you went back and changed it, didn't you?
3: I didn't touch anything.
0: RV, we're teaching him ownership right now. Anyway, so if you meet people. And they don't agree with you. Remember last week we we, we talked about all these right here. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. And now the opposite of these is what you're getting ready to see in verse 22. And this is this is where we are right now. In verse 22 today. And that's where we need to be reconciled at. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. Pardon me if I'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but I promise you I'll, I will get you focused here in just a second. All right, Dick, will you open us up in prayer, please? And Shelly, will you close us in prayer?
1: Yes. Go ahead. Father, we thank you for
3: being here today to have a chance to learn more about you, to study your word more, um, for the message in your word that you want us to hear. We pray that you keep everybody around us safe, and even further out than that, um, leaders in our government, um, I want to pray for Israel so that we can help protect them, and lord i i i lift up our extended church family father the ones that are listening now that they will hear and receive the word that is about to be given
0: yes lord and
3: that each one of us here physically in this building will be led to reach somebody for the Lord, to witness or minister in some fashion the next few days and really touch somebody in the way that you would have them reached, Father, in Jesus' name.
0: Father, we pray for the folks that are in the accidents. We pray, Lord, that no lives were lost. And, Lord, material <laughs> things can be replaced, but human life can't unless that person belonged to you, Lord Jesus. And we ask that now, Lord, for your hand to be here today to lead and guide us, cleanse us from our sins. And, Lord, fill us once again with your spirit. Have your way in these teachings tonight, Holy Spirit, for they belong to you. And Lord, we thank you for everyone that's here and every family that's represented, oh God. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Again, we pray for our prospective leader, Lord, and that you will have your way in his or her life. And Father, whatever your prophecy is, we know that it's going to come to pass. And now exalt your son Jesus to the highest height and fulfill his name in all the earth.
2: you, God. I thank you for listening. Thank you for the that I have prepared for us all day. Thank you uh, <coughs> for allowing us to make up this morning. Um, um, thank you for thank you for allowing us to read the Bible. Please let the people choose wisely. Um, for president. I pray for school and school and you who
1: a good education.
2: Lord I come to you I just want to thank you for the doors that you're opening for our ministry, our church for Kizame I want to thank you for the doors that are closing because every time there's a door that closes another one opens and um, you know the plan I want to pray for Ms. Belinda and Ms. Marie at the uh, fair tonight. Let it be plentiful. And for our children Mobile, as they uh, come on their first nine weeks and get their grades and take their tests, just be with them. Touch them. Let them know you're with them. And uh, help us spread the word, God. Help us. Help us go out and just be, just be disciples for you and share, share your word. In Jesus' name I pray.
1: Amen. Amen. <coughs> okay.
0: So, verses 19 to 21 shows <laughs> our former life, right? What we used to be like everybody with me okay and now paul is transitioning over into something absolutely new in fact this is the first teachings of his kind in all the scriptures no one knew the characteristic of the holy spirit and this is what paul is defining in every believer in jesus christ what happens when a person gets saved can you tell me a little bit when a person becomes born again what happened at that very moment that person is born again well what happens anyone
2: they they have the, the holy ghost fill them
0: that's right amen and so what does that mean they have the Holy Ghost fill them Go ahead. Well,
2: that means that
3: the wisdom of God is in
0: them. The wisdom of God is in them. Yes, yes, yes. But we need more to be added here. I mean, the wisdom of God is absolutely fabulous. I mean, you can't top that. You really can't. Power. Power. What kind of power?
3: Power from on high.
0: Power from on high. Holy Ghost power, right? Uh What else? What happens to the person? Their old yes. ways are gone. Their old ways are gone, even though the flesh remembers them, right? Yes. Their
1: old way
3: of
0: thinking. Their spirit is changed. Their spirit is changed. Okay? And so if nasty personalities and mean attitudes and demeanors and all and and, and trashy behavior, if all of that is uh the old person, so the new person that enters the person is now, he comes with a whole different set of beliefs then, right? Correct. Is that what we're about to see?
2: Yes.
0: Tell me a little bit of what you know about the Holy Spirit. Don't look at these yet. Tell me, tell me about him, please. Let's talk. Because right here now, we We are describing him. Tell me what you know about him right now.
2: Wise.
0: Wise, okay. Loving. Loving, yes.
3: The Holy Spirit is the one that woos the person to salvation.
0: Okay, I want you to define woos.
3: (laughs) That calls them, that gives them Desire to Strain. look a little farther.
0: Okay, in John chapter sixteen, when you're, Jesus when says you're
3: praying this. Praying for somebody to receive the Lord, it's the Holy Spirit that okay brings them in.
0: So, what does He do to them? Guides. Okay, what does that mean? He guides them. I'm today is not going to be easy for you. Because it's time that God's people understand at a deeper level.
3: He can make things prickly for them, so they're okay. comfortable. So they start looking. He can help bring them down to the very lowest that they've ever been by circumstances that are happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: May I ask, can you show me in Scripture where that's written? Show. Yeah. That was a test.
2: Show you a
3: John chapter 6 Somewhere in the the Bible It talks about how the Holy Spirit Is um, The worker
0: Okay All I'm doing Do y'all understand what I'm doing to you right now Do y'all understand what, what I'm doing to you right now
3: Stretching us
0: I'm making you think Why you behave the way you behave Why you live the way you live Okay When you're born again The Holy Spirit absolutely comes in But prior to that salvation second Okay The wounds in that you talked about Jesus said he will convict the world Excuse me He will convict the world of sin You know what interesting about that word That's translated as convict but It also says convince It's a two-edged sword of convincing and convicting at the same time All right, he convinces you that you need to listen to this gospel Okay He convicts you of your sin that you're guilty There is no escape route for you on your own
2: So the Holy Spirit's like our little uh, uh, voice in our head
0: More than a little voice, sister He goes to you. Have you ever heard the term mano to mano Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One-on-one, okay? That's what he does in the spirit world with your spirit that your eyes cannot see. He's one-on-one with your spirit showing you God's plan of salvation. And in that, he also shows you the end results without Christ. That's the convicting. That means here's where you are. You are guilty before God for breaking his commandments. Okay? But here is what Christ has d- have done for you. This is the eradication of that sentence that God had laid up for you. What do you mean? Christ took your place on the cross. Okay? We all know this. This is basic stuff, right? But is it really basic enough for us? I think sometimes we we look at things in such a either advanced way or an abstract way that we really do not pay attention to them. I'm for one. And at times, the Holy Spirit has to take us back to the basics, Miss Vicki. And you have to see a transformation takes place in, in, in the spirit world with you and I. Even though, as Clinton was saying, our old man still remembers the old ways. Okay, and that's what we gotta work on. And sometimes it takes years to work on a lot of things. Am I right?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> well, it's as much as a person wants to yield to him. Okay? And it's not always easy, it's just I tell people it's not just that simple sometimes, just stop. When you tell it if you go up and tell a a heron attic, okay, the Lord says stop doing dope right now. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing dope the past 25 years. Is it gonna be that easy? If you go up there and just say, the Lord say stop? Does it have to be some kind of divine intervention by God?
1: Yeah. Times
2: out
0: of (laughs) ten. You you bet you because there's a thing called physiologically or physiology. That means that the body is now physically dependent upon the drug. And then the psychological part and emotional part are attached to that as well. But the the Holy Spirit, when he comes in and he talks to you and me, he speaks on a language that the pastor can't speak to you on. Hello, somebody. I was sitting in bed about 2 o'clock in the morning a few years ago. And the movie Touched by an Angel came on. Anybody remember that one? And they showed this girl... Had had a baby, but she was so strung out on drugs. She didn't even know she had the baby And then the baby went missing from the hospital And they sent out angels to go look for the baby and angels to find her and Monica You remember when they played as Monica? Uh, found her and they're in this old abandoned building And they're up on the roof and it is winter and it is cold And this young lady had gotten a fix, and I'm telling you this for a reason because you need to hear this part. And Monica tried everything she could to reach this drug addict. And she couldn't. So Tess, the older angel said to her, she said, Sweetie, humans are strange things. When you can't reach their physical man, you have to speak directly to their spirits. Hello, now we're talking? Because this woman was under the intoxication of what? Drugs. Drugs. So I don't care, you can talk until you blue in the face, you're not getting anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But because the angel is a spirit, it was able to go and talk to the woman's. Spirit spirit, and that's what Monica did. She went beyond the flesh and talked to the person's spirit, and so that taught me something that night in bed on how to pray sometimes for addicts and all, that at times we have to pray and ask God to speak directly to the person's spirit rather than to their flesh, because flesh is not listening. Mm. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what the Holy Spirit does. He talks directly to our spirit. Is this making sense now? And so your spirit understands when the spirit speaks to it. Do you know why? Because over in First Corinthians chapter two, uh, let's put it up on ah, uh, right there where you at? Second Corinthians. That means you got to go up. First Corinthians. Let I me mean, go and go on until you hit First Corinthians chapter two. All right, and start uh, at, at two six. And then just work your way down. We'll start at 9. Put, put 9 up there. Do not touch the other stuff, okay? To <laughs> Put 9 to the top. I want you to hear this very, very carefully. Other than what Paul wrote here in Galatians 5 and in Romans 8, this chapter right here, Gives you more detail about the working of the Holy Spirit Himself than any other book in the Bible. Okay? Now, let me read it out to you. But it says here, but just as it is written, talking about and matter of fact, this is an old testament passage, just in case you didn't know. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man all that God has prepared for those who love him. Okay, do you know what God has in store for you? Because you love him? Anyone here can tell me, what are the treasures of God that's laid up by God for you, for loving him? Does anyone here knows? Hmm. Interesting point. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. But the Holy Ghost knows what those things are. Why? Well, Paul's going to tell you why the Holy Spirit knows what God has in store for you, what God got laid up for you and me. Here is what the Spirit is, is revealing. For the Spirit searches all things. Even the depths of God are, the deep things of God are the secret things of God. Other words, who knows the mind of God except the spirit of God? That's right. So if he knows the spirit or the mind of God, he knows what's in store for you. So he's the only one on earth, ladies and gentlemen, that know what God's going to do for you. He is the only one on earth that knows what Jesus is thinking about you. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 16 that he would take and give it to the spirit and the spirit would do what? Give it to who? To you. Interesting, huh? So then my question then is, why aren't we learning more about him? If he's the go-between one between us and Christ and God, he's supposed to be the one educating us, informing us, okay, on the things of God. Very few saints take time to know him. If you were dating someone and you wanted to marry that person, wouldn't you take time to know that person? Hey, hey, I was stationed in Maryland when Miss Nelson and I was dating, and the speed limit on Interstate was 55, and it took forever, and we didn't have cell phones, but I tore AT&T up. I was dropping them dimes in that payphone. Okay? Why? Because I wanted to get to know her better. Every time, even if I went on temporary duty, out training somewhere, I made sure I found a phone somewhere and called her, okay? And she would do me in the same way. She said, what phone are you going to be at?" And I would tell her, I'm going to be at this place at this time. Make sure you call me. Well, the spirit of God is the same way, except he don't make an appointment with you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> he just does what? He so Well, he's already there. All he does is what? Speak. Okay? And whatever way, as one of you said, rock bottom or whatever, and I was just messing with you, show me in the scripture, because really there is no place in scripture that'll tell us that. But what we do, we, we, we glean and we 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 deduct things and saying, okay, yeah, I can see God talking to me through this. Okay. So what the Spirit does. He knows, he searches the, all things, even the deep things of God. And then he said, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Humans got a pretty idea of how humans think, right? So, and if we're around each other long enough, we kind of halfway can anticipate what the person's going to do if we do a certain thing, right? And once we learn a person's behavior, if I take and slap, shella, I know I'm going to get slapped back. Right? So I anticipate, don't you slap that girl because she's crazy. Okay? But... If I lay a cheeseburger in front of her, I say, oh, she's going to eat the cheeseburger, and then she's going to say, what you want? <laughs> All right? I'm just messing with you on that. But, but we do kind of put profiles out there, and, and, or stemlies, and people kind of bite on based on what we put in front of them. Am I right? Yep. Why? Because we have an inkling what the person is what? Thinking. Thinking. And how long you and your husband have been married? Y'all been married a long time. 30 years. 30 years. So have you gone to him and said, honey, we need to get some milk? He said, honey, baby, I was going to the store to get some. You go, this is scary. We're thinking just alike. Yes. How many times had that happened to you? A lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Why? Because you know the mind of the man. Okay? Same thing with you and brother me. You've been married as long as black pepper and salt been together. Mm-hmm. I me and my jokes got to stop that. <laughs> All right. So now put it over on the spiritual side. know spiritual things except the spirit does. How are you going to know them unless he reveals them to you? How do you think the apostles knew to write this word down? Because the spirit of God revealed it to them. The prophets of old wrote the word of God down. Why? Because the spirit of God revealed it to them. And they wrote in their own styles, but yet it's still the word of God. Is this making any sense to you tonight? And this evening, let's go let's go a little bit further. Put 12 to the top, Arvey. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, you got that? Oh, well, we don't have the mind of the world anymore. So we don't think the way the world thinks anymore. Remember the night when Jesus was betrayed and he was saying a prayer? He said, Father, I pray that you protect them from the world, for they are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Pretty cool to me. So that means now we're aliens. Hello. Uh, are we not? Are we not aliens then?
1: Yes.
0: Confirming what? Father Abraham said that we're pilgrims just pass and what really? through That's what happens God push you on a journey Amen? Amen Because of what Lord Jesus done so But the spirit who is from what from God, but the spirit who's from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. The Holy Ghost is gonna tell you, girl, you sure are saved, and you're born again, and your name is written in the Lamb's book of Uh oh, something done happened in heaven. Heaven is shown because Shelley done got saved. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, when one sinner repent, all of heaven does what? Rejoices. Have a part on your behalf. And you're singing. Amen. Singing to God the Father and glory to the Lamb. Yes. Uh, all right.
1: <laughs>
0: How in the world can you sit so patient and I'm so loud, Miss Vicky?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, which things we also speak, not in word taught by human wisdom. Other words, my human intellect has nothing to do with this. Be- why? Because it's not even from the earth. Everything that the Spirit does is from where?
1: Boom. From heaven. From above.
0: From God Himself. So you mean to tell me everything that's happening in your life is being directed by? God. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Good
2: and bad.
0: Even though the enemy want wants you to think that I control you down here. Okay. The devil is a liar too. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, human wisdom has n- nothing to do with it, but in those taught by the spirit, combining, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Did you get that? Spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. What does that mean? That means Clinton... What you're speaking with your mouth is in line with what you're thinking with your heart. There is no disparity. There is no difference. Your mind and your mouth is on one uh, on accord. But sometimes we wonder about certain things, don't we? go, <laughs> Where did that come from? Okay. And therefore, if you are truly walking in the spirit, This mouth is going to speak what the spirit tells it to speak. Mm -hmm. So we just want you to get a glance at that. Now, are they put the NAU back on Galatians 5.22, please? So now the old man, Paul is telling Galatian church, the OU, something has happened to the OU now. Because the old man is a mess. Hmm? A big mess. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to see how big that mess is, go to Jeremiah chapter 17 and read verse 9 and 10. And then go over to verse 14 and see what happens to that mess when it comes on the conviction of God.
2: Jeremiah 17.
0: All right, 17, 9, and 10. Matter of fact, go there. Right where you come from, the same column. Jeremiah, go up, up. That's Old Testament, baby. Go on. You got a long ways to go. Keep it going. Because after all, we're talking about the spirit, man. Are we not? Oh, you got a long ways to go, homie. Keep it going. Keep it going. We'll help you out. Slide that baby on up there. You got a long ways to go. All right. Keep it going. You're in Ezekiel now. Slow down. Now find chapter uh, 17. All right. Click on 14 and then, but we'll, and but scroll back up to to verse nine. All right. Slow down there, fast britches. My eyes can't go there fast. Okay. If it, Huh? I just say yes, it is. If you if you uh, read in the King James, it says that the heart is desperately what deceitful, deceitful, or wicked, right? Mm -hmm. But then, as you're looking at here, it says the heart is more deceitful than all else, and desperately sick. And the Septuagint, the word "sick" is there. That means it is sick. Why is it sick? Because of sin okay who can understand it? Can, can you understand your your neighbors or your husband or your child all the time? Can you understand what makes that person tick? Do you understand why a person makes certain decisions and do certain things at, all the time? Okay. yeah and so Jeremiah under the leader of the Holy Spirit is saying to you and I who can understand the human heart? Although who can understand the human spirit? Because that's where it all happens at. Am I correct? Only God. God. Only God. Yes. Okay. Now, look at verse 10. It said, I, the Lord, searched what? The heart. So, if Paul said the spirit is one doing the searching, so it, they really didn't get a whole lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit in those days. So, it's still the Holy Ghost because he was still here. <clears throat> all right? So, God said, I search the heart or the spirit searches what? The heart. Okay? And then it goes on to tell you and I that I test what? I test the Mine. mind. And, and, and did you know there's actually a mistranslation in the Lord's Prayer? When we get to the part where it's saying that, uh, deliver us from evil. Okay, what did it say prior to that right above that keep us from tem-
3: Tim
0: Do you know what that proper translation of that is? Do not test us or do not test me Not temptation do not test me Why what? What what happens when God tests us? He's testing you to see if, in fact, you're going to do what? You're gonna pass the test, okay? The, the word of God. I was thinking about the the, the acronym for Jesus, uh, and I was driving from Gainesville, and all kinds of things flooded my mind. Yeah, uh, just just um, just use. Uh, I mean, just, what did that come up well? The bottom line, I actually end up looking at Jesus exemplifies salvation using simplicity. Jesus exemplifies salvation using simplicity. What What does that mean? And sin is very simple form, not complicated at all. So, Andrea, I got one for you. So if if we're saying and God is saying, I test the mind. So that means a person goes through life. He never know when he or she is going to be what? Tested, right? Then he goes, even to give each man according to his what? What is ways?
3: sins
0: Not necessarily. How he
3: lives what he does. he does.
0: Yeah, how he lives, what he does, choices he make. Yeah. Right? Right. Life. And so God said, I'm going to reward you and those rewards are going to either be good or bad. Or bad. You remember what Jesus had Matthew to write about your thoughts and how you judge people? He said, judge you not unless you be judged. And with the same judgment that you judge others, he said, you will be what? Judge. Judge well. And also he said that the words you speak, they will do what for you? They will either judge you or what? Justify you. So be careful how you speak. Because God always have them what? Written down.
3: Yeah, we have paper.
0: Okay. So, next time you get mad with Shelly and call her whatever under your breath, or call your husband something under your breath, or your wife, or your neighbor, or your colleague at work. Okay. Or your children. Yes, ma'am. If we (laughs)
3: repent, it's washed away.
0: It's washed away, absolutely. If you repent, there's no record of it.
3: But Pastor Nelson, Thank Jesus. I am repenting very, very often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to life.
3: <laughs> oh.
0: And guess what? What's
1: that? And I figure
3: out, you know, i done something which I'm not supposed to do. My thought was horrible. I will say something, and I am repenting, and i repenting, and I'm falling again in this same thing. So?
0: I got something to say to you all. If Peter went to the Lord and he said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Seven times seven?
3: Seventy-seven.
0: The Lord Jesus said to him, I say to you, not seven times seven, but what?
1: Seventy-seven.
0: Seventy times seven. Was he, did he put a number value on that or what? He's telling you as many times as it take?
1: Yes. yes. Infinity.
0: As many times as it takes. Now, I want to leap you up a little bit higher with that statement. If he's saying this to you and I about our brothers to forgive as many times as it takes, don't you think God's the same way? (laughs) Hello. He's not a
2: hypocrite.
0: (laughs) Is he not the same way? If he's telling you as a human being who's fallible to forgive your brother 70 times seven, then how much more God who's higher than we are are going to forgive us our sins? But and we come to him. Wait
3: a second. God already forgot. But,
0: but, but do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus yes. told Peter this. As as many times as it takes, Peter, and your brother come to you and says, I repent, and we'll forgive him. Is, is God not greater than our brothers? Is God not greater than we are?
3: Mm-hmm. He's much greater. Yes. Jesus speaks the word of his father. so he You betcha. For God. Plus, it goes to show you how much... We will fail.
0: Isn't that the not truth? To
3: ourself, not to beat ourselves up, but just ask for forgiveness and try to do better.
0: I think the reason why uh, 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 Sammy Nelson falls into sin is that I, I, I keep forgetting that the work has to be done by me. That I have to perfect me. And so when I fail, I beat myself up so miserably, and then I make other people around me miserably. Have some of y'all seen me being miserable? And, and y'all say, well, why is he biting us? Why is he acting crazy like that? Because there's a battle going on on the inside of me.
2: It's hard to break.
0: <laughs> and forgetting that God's grace is sufficient to cover all our sins by the blood of Jesus. Because what does uh, 1 John, 1 John 1, 9 tells you and I? If we confess our sins, He's what? He's what? He is faithful and what? Just or righteous to forgive what? Us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, sin is—I mean, sin is unrighteousness—and so God knows how we are. As the psalmist wrote, he said, God, you remember that we're but dust. Whoa, what does that mean? You're subject to error. Do we use that as an excuse to continue in sin? No. You try and try again. All right, let's move on just a little farther in this. So Jeremiah tells you and I here that God will reward every behavior, whether it's good or Bad he said according to the results of his deeds, All right, then jump down to verse 14 son. Can you put 14 to the top? Oh, dude you too fast You need to put 14 to the top you got 15 and a half to the top All right, so here is the solution to a sick heart a remedy to a sick heart, for you military people, here's an antidote for a sick heart. You should learn that from NBC, okay? Now, what does he say has to happen here? What does verse 14 says? Heal me. Heal me. Yes,
3: because we are sick.
0: If your heart is sick from sin, it has to be what? Heal. Heal, so Jeremiah simply said to you and I, say to God, heal me. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be, that's in the past tense. He used a future tense with a past tense. Okay, do you see that? Yes. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be? Healed. <laughs> Hello. Take it to the bank. Yep. Okay? And then he gives God praise. As he continues to look at this. Save me and I will be what? Safe. Saved. And he ain't around. He meant that.
3: And that was in the Old Testament.
0: Yes, ma'am. That's Jeremiah. That's Prophet Jeremiah talking. Okay, by the Holy Ghost. And then here's here's the doxology. Y'all remember the word doxology? Y'all sing the song called doxology. It means glory. The word in Greek is doxa. Okay? Here's the worship, doxology. For you are my Praise. So God, after you've done clean my life up, heal my praise. Huh? Jesus, after you've cleaned my life up, them four women that was shooting you down, Shelley. Next time you fall on your knees, you go, God, <laughs> they need to be healed. The hearts are sick and they need to be healed. And they need to be saved. In the name of Jesus. Okay? All right, let's go back to uh, Galatians 5.22. Now we're getting ready to go into the new stuff. Pardon me dropping my water bottle. All right, you can start up and scratch because it's only going to get better.
3: talking to God as to
0: Jesus. Right. They're having a dialogue. They're going, God is talking to Jeremiah, Jeremiah is talking to God. So they're they're having a dialogue, a conversation. It's going back and forth here. And it's pretty interesting because this is a a guy that that God chose a young man to be a prophet. And he accused God of tricking him into being a prophet. And God said, whoa, 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 whoa. I call you he said I knew you when you was in your mother's womb and from your mother's womb I called you to be a prophet I didn't trick you I called you yes and so that's awesome that lets you and I know that God had his hands upon every one of us while we were yet unformed amen amen okay So, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Okay, but the fruit, but the fruit, how am I saying this word? Say it again? Say it again? Then why do people always put it in the plural? But the fruits of the Spirit is, ain't no such animal.
3: Yeah, but we have also fruits. (laughs) No 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 no. This,
0: this, 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 let's, let's, no no no. Let's not confuse the word of God. The spirit is one spirit. And what he's demonstrating here is who he is is what his makeup is. Okay? He is showing us the heart of God. Right. That's why when you go to Exodus chapter 33, Moses asked God this one important question. He said, "Show me your way there's a difference in asking God God give me your wisdom or God give me your knowledge okay Moses went beyond that because he had already seen the wisdom and knowledge of God at work in Egypt amen, amen. now Moses going <laughs> It's much more to God than these powers that God been displaying. It got to be something behind all of that, something that's so magnificent and so fabulous and so awesome. God, I want to know You. And that's what Moses said. God, I want to know You. God said, "Okay." Isn't that marvelous? Mm -hmm. God said, okay son, come on. I'm gonna teach you some things about me. And he did. When you read in chapter 33 and chapter 34, oh my Lord. And by the way, you all are you very familiar that Moses only went into the presence of God once Israel came out of Egypt? Otherwise, it was the first time Moses had been up in the presence of God like that. He met God at the beginning at the burning bush.
1: Mm -hmm. Then
0: after that, after God brought Israel out of Egypt, that's when Moses got to know God intimately. Okay. Okay. Whew, that's some powerful stuff. We'll talk about that one day. So, the fruit of the Spirit is what's the first thing
2: on the list? Love.
0: love. Why is that so important for the world to know?
2: Because He always loves you no matter
0: what. Mm hmm. What do we? God is love. Where do we hear that from? Uh-huh. He what? Gave Who's talking? Who's talking? Jesus is saying it. Jesus, the world. Who know more about God loving the world than the one who came forth from God and the one who is God? John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So who know more about how God gonna love this world than the one sitting there talking to that old man that night. And here's the thing, the Holy Ghost was right there with him.
1: Amen.
0: And so now he's bringing all the way from heaven, the love of God all the way from heaven and this is some terrific stuff here because as you look the entire theme of the bible is about how god loved us through his son jesus that's what Genesis of Revelation is all about. If I ask you a question to reveal to me who God is, how much information can you give me? Most of the time, you will tell me about God's strength. You'll tell me about God's purposes and God's glory. But you will not tell me very much about God himself. But if I ask you about Jesus, oh, boy, you can go to town then. And say, okay, brother, how much time you got? I got so now let's go to the third person. All right. Tell me what you know about the Holy Spirit. The first indicator about him is what? He is love.
3: Holy Spirit
0: is love. He's just like God the Father, and He's just like God the Son. Son. And then Paul says over in Romans five, he said, "And God has poured His love out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit." So you don't get the love of God unless the Spirit of God puts it there. Okay. So the first thing is agape. Okay. What is that Greek word there in verse twenty-two? All right. Time to go to class. Y'all ready?
3: Agape.
0: Oh boy, look at it. Somebody perked up on that one.
3: God's perfect love. Uh huh. Not
1: exactly.
2: I guess to it. Uh huh.
0: Here it is. This is the Greek word. Say it after me. Agape. Agape. All right, you in English say agape. All right, Arve, I want you to right click on the mouse and come down here, look up root and default lexicon. All right, let's go to class. You ready? Hooray. Love expressed as an attitude of appreciation resulting from a conscious evaluation and choice. Other words, love is an ex- abstract. All right, Clinton, catch this. Here's a bottle of love. Did I just throw him a bottle of love?
3: yes no no No. all right
0: i want you to give me a plate of love i want some love from you let me have it what are you giving me all right i want you to go to the bank and look in your in the vault in the depository there and i want you to pull out and give me a check of love No, we are not getting
3: See
1: where your mind went? But you see Pastor Nelson.
0: I want everybody here to give me some love. Pastor Nelson, if if we
3: will be on a desert, I'm sorry, that's me. Go ahead. And he will need water because he's dying. And you will give it to him. This is from love.
0: What I gave you was an expression expression of of love. Yeah, And that's what we give each other. We give each other an expression of love. But love is an abstract thing. It's the will of the heart. That's why when someone is truly in love with someone, that means their heart, the the, the, the mind has been willfully made up. Psychologically, emotionally, and all the other ologies attached to it, it's now become one, and it's very difficult to change that person's mindset. And that's why sometimes people even become psychotic with it, and they become stalkers. It goes from being sub- into something else. But here, it is when you make the conscious choice. To do something to someone. So that's why I ask y'all, what what, what is love? What does that mean? That means long before you and I was created, God made up his mind. He willed himself to love us. And out of that came all kinds of stuff. That's why Jesus sitting there said, "For God so loved the world, Oh God willed Himself to love the human race." Yeah. Now, I want to ask you a question. When you look in Genesis chapter six, verse six, and God said, "It grieved me that I have made man upon the earth."
1: And that
3: was horrible for us.
0: Too. Yes, the most saddest statement in the Bible. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well, but Jesus, now thousands of years later, sitting there on Mount of Island, I mean, in, in a room, and this old man named Nicodemus comes to him by night, and he says, Now God so loved the world. But a thousand years earlier, he's talking to an old man named Noah, and he's saying, It grieved me that I have made man. Yes.
1: Come
0: from And so. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about Santa Fe, Texas So if uh, It's a choice Use of divine And human love Okay, devotion And then All this other stuff It talks about love, feasts, fellowship Meals, meals with members of a Christian community or eat together in fellowship So when we say we love someone, now that means we want to do something kind with them. And we want to do something passionately with them and intimate with them from now on. Okay? And so another way of saying it, that God said that now I have willed myself to make the world my family. But before they become my family, my son is going to have to die to clean them up. Then it is making sense to you.
3: It's very hard to understand to the bone, but it is the plan of God.
0: It is the plan of God. So and God sees all things. Ahead. Somebody if somebody hurt this gentleman's daughter back there, it would take all the hot springs to stop him from getting that person. Mm -hmm. Okay? But the same God that loved him will take and love the offender. And if the offender repents and come to Jesus, even before going to the gas chamber or to the electric chair, God will still afford the same heaven to that person that may have taken his daughter life. That's a bad situation. I mean, example, but I'm just throwing it out there. But he as a father may be angry and be filled with hatred for many years to come unless the Holy Spirit comes in mm-hmm. and does a work on him. Okay.
3: Amen.
0: And I have a little bit to say about that, because when I was 21 years old, one of my brother was shot in the neck and killed over a car battery. And for the next couple of years, all I wanted to do was get the guy that killed my brother. In fact, one Christmas, I was home on leave and I bumped into him in a club. And my best buddy in the army, we was paired up together that day. My buddy was in the the old guard. You know what the old guard is, right? He was stationed in the old guard and I was at Fort Meade, where NSA is. And we came home on leave together. We grew up together as kids. And... uh, he growled me. He said, I'm not going to let you, let you mess up your life right now. And he physically threw me out the club. And I turned around and said, I'm not going anywhere. And that joker grabbed me by the name. He said, oh, you're going. He said, let's get out of here. He said, you're not messing up your life today. That's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Two years later, the Lord saved me. I'm now a 23-year-old Army recruiter. I come home, and Belinda and I are getting ready to get married. I'm in Archer, and it's the day before my wedding, and I'm walking from my oldest brother's house, and guess who I walk into? The man who killed my brother. And here's what, and it just dawned on me just now. The place where I met him was the same area where he shot my brother. Right in the same location.
3: And he knew at the guy?
0: Oh, yeah, I grew up with the guy
3: how he can look at it in your faith
0: and, and so here I am I've now been saved three months
1: I'm
0: a brand new Christian man and the spirit of God takes over and I walked up to him I said Ernest Jones I don't hate you anymore I say, tomorrow I'm getting married and I'm inviting you to my wedding. (laughs) A half a block behind me is the place where my brother died because he got in the car to drive himself to the hospital and he died in the car and the car turned over in front of our oldest brother's house. And so I have, I know what it's like to be full of hatred, and I know what it's like to be filled with the Spirit of Christ and says to your enemy, I love you. That is the work of heaven, what took place that day. Because if it wasn't heaven, something rough could have happened on them streets that day.
3: And why wasn't he in jail?
0: Because in those days, sis, they didn't care if a black man killed a black man, it just was another black man off the streets. Mm-hmm. And my brother did not have a good reputation with the cops. He mm. was a bad boy. So, anyway, as we close this, I don't know what, what the time is over there. Huh? 708. 7.08? So, R.V. hit the X. So, the first characteristic or the first trait of the heart of the Holy Spirit is... Love. love. So when he comes to you and I about sin, what's the first thing that he's bringing to us? Love. love. He's bringing himself. He's love. He's not coming to condemn you and to beat you up and say you're going straight to the lake of fire. He's coming with a message of life to get you to turn your life around by turning it over to God's son. Okay. That's, that's how he comes, Miss Vicky. And that pure love of God in him, because that's what he is. When it gets hold of the human heart, the spirit, he turns around and convicts you. And and I mean, he grabbed that spirit and that spirit just melts in his hands. And he's talking to that spirit, your spirit, my spirit, and saying, daughter, God loves you. And this is how John 3.16 also is a bad translation. In John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the word. The Greek word hutos is not so. The Greek word hutos gives manner, not quality. When we think about God so loved the world, uh-uh. What John wrote there is the same way Jesus said. Jesus was telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, for God loved the world in this manner that he gave his only begotten son. That's, that's my, the that's the proper translation of that Greek word hutos. So
3: that means to the point. So purpose. Purpose. Point, purpose, this okay.
0: It gives you purpose now. Not not, not shall I say not not, not 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 quality but quantitative. When we think of so, we think of quantity, we think of volumes. Okay? No, that's not what's being uh, expressed there. It's being expressed that This is the manner in which God loves the world. In a little bit, Nicodemus, you're going to see something. Nicodemus didn't know what was going to be because in that same context, Jesus told him, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men or all flesh unto what? Unto me. Do you know what he had just told Nicodemus? He said, I'm going to die on a cross. That's what the lifting up meant. And also say, as Moses lifted the serpent up in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. Oh, Nicodemus, I'm going to die on the cross. And that's the manner in which God loved the world.
3: Would Would you give me some very short answer? When you are talking
0: about the lifting of the serpent on, a on the pole. On uh, you remember when the children of Israel began to complain in the wilderness and God sent fiery serpents among them and it bit them and a lot of them died. And the people began to complain to Moses, do something, do something. And Moses interceded to God and said, Lord, the people are dying. And God said, OK, Moses, go make a, a, a bronze serpent, put it on a pole. Lift it up above the people so they can see it, and whoever looks at the bronze snake, they will be healed, and that's why the medical corps have the snake around the thing, the pole. Okay. 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 Now.
3: I was thinking was a real snake. Where is that
0: in the Bible? The Book of Numbers, I think it is, and uh, so here the first thing the Holy Spirit brings to you and I is the love of God, followed by what else? what's up there? Joy. Joy, all right? Now, I want to ask you this question, I'm, I'm going to get the meddling now, okay? I'm going to be in your business, all right? Because it's, it's affable that you learn this. Why are there so many moody Christians then?
2: <laughs> right.
0: Hello, why are there so many moody Christians? Because always got something bad to say, always got something negative to say, have no good report when you see them. It's their
3: flesh. They're
0: Listen, flesh. Sister David, they, they, they had just been born uh, again. The Holy Spirit of God has now entered them, right? right? So if he moved in and took up residence, he brought all this with him because that's who he is. So why isn't that being reflected on the outside so people can see it? Some Christians, I remember one time my oldest brother told me some years back, he said, Sam, he said, Mabel, Mabel is one of our sisters. He said, Mabel is the meanest church member I have. She don't get along with no one. And you know what I said? I was a young preacher at that time. 25, 30 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, we had this talk. And I looked at him and said, well? He said, yep. I said, put out the church. He going, what? He said, Sam, you'll put your own sister out the church? I said, I sure will. I said, because she has a divisive spirit. Because the spirit of God does not do that. If you go in and you counsel with this member, and you try to get that person to conform, and they don't do it, what are you going to do? Let them destroy the church? No, no a pastor's responsibility is to protect the flock. Thank you. Whether it's blood or not. He said, Sam, you drive a hard bargain. I said, hey, look, tell them to get right or get out.
2: Let's get out of here.
0: Cause that's what the apostle Paul would have did. He rebuked the shop in front of everybody.
3: Well, uh, Moses done the same.
0: Yeah, Moses said, whoever's on the Lord's side, let him come to me. Come on over here. And the Levites said, buddy, here we go. All right. And guess what? The rest of them that stayed over there, God opened up the earth and what? They fell in and the earth closed back up on them. So every now and then the man of God has to say, a woman of God say, who's on the Lord's side? Let them come to what? Come to me.
1: But because All
0: the rest of you, hit the road. But
3: because we are living under the grace of Jesus Christ, then we are not failing immediately to
0: their whole. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But even under grace, Paul said do not use grace as a cloak of maliciousness. Yes, yes. In other words, don't use it as a tool to keep on sinning because God going to forgive you. Sometimes that... Put that butt right out the door. And I'm not ashamed to say that too. Okay? How many times have you see me put a certain person at that door? Not that often. Yeah, I put a I put a couple people out the door. Okay, I'm not bragging. I'm just simply telling you, sometimes you have to do what you gotta do to protect the flock. I said, look, that's enough. Out. Right now, out. And so, Joy. Again, I tell people, and this is the kind of teaching people don't want to hear, including myself at times. If you're truly born again, then where's your heart? Amen. If you truly belong to Jesus, then put your heart in check. Go to the mirror and look at the man in the mirror. All right. And do a reality check. And then, Peace. There it is, peace. And the Greek word there is, here's the Greek word for joy, right here, Chara. That's, that's C-H-A-R-A, and then irene for peace. Irene means peace. And, and Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, my peace I give unto you. Not peace as the world knows it, but my peace. Because man, when man think of peace, he's he thinking that war precedes peace, right? right? Jesus said, uh-uh, that's not what I'm talking about. He's saying my peace, as it says over Philippians chapter 4, that surpasses all what? Understanding. That means when you don't understand, you still go. You look at that person and go, why is he so calm when all hell broke loose in his family? And you're (laughs) going, because there's someone greater than me ruling the heart. Paul said, and the peace of God shall guard your heart or rule your heart by who? Christ Jesus. He's the one doing it. Okay. So the Holy Spirit comes with peace. Again, it's it's hard for me to believe, Deacon Clinton, that people are born again if they're constantly causing trouble in the church. Because peace, the Holy Ghost don't, uh, as Paul said, God is not the author of what? Confusion? And God is not disorderly, but orderly. Let everything be done in what? Decent and what? Order? Because that's what God requires. And sometimes, brothers, we have to put our wives in check. And sometimes wives, you got to put your husband in what? Check. And check. said, okay. Come on, Mr. Preacher Boy.
1: Okay,
0: ma'am. All right. You. Yeah, yeah. You sometimes you do. Sometimes Belinda tells me, she said, uh-uh. No, I'm not letting you get away with that. No, no. I said, but I'm the pastor. I, go, I don't care. You my husband still. <laughs> you were my husband before you was a pastor. And so because you're a pastor, that means you double no better. That's right. <laughs> I go, Okay, I can't say anything with that. And then sometime I come back to, I say, okay, Miss Pastor Wife. <laughs> Get it together. All right, but you do have to police each other up. Yes. Yes. I remember one day I would something, I don't know, what I was doing. Deacon Clint popped me in the back of the neck. He said, Pastor, we're not doing that. I looked at him. He said, no. I said, Okay. But not doing that. <laughs> I think I just got told. <laughs> and you got to respect people like that because she's one of the officers of the church. What I want to tell you no deacon. And he's going to say, Pastor, I got just much right to tell you get in, get in line, do what's right. Does he not? Yes. All right. Then he goes on patience. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all fall short with that, especially with our own kids. Oh
2: my
0: goodness. Last night, Matthew was off the chain. Mm. I mean, just if. I found I had to lay hands on him and it wasn't for anointing.
3: Yucky? Matthew? Mm hmm. Sometimes he's yucky. I don't believe
0: it. Did y'all catch me on that? Yeah. And uh you got to do that sometimes. God does it with us. And the other times you have to say, go
1: to
0: <laughs> "Just go to bed." Just go to bed. Okay, just go to bed.
1: Hurry
0: up. Well, every now and then my wife would say to me, "Sammy, yeah, dear, go to bed." <laughs> I but the blanket's right up over your face. Yeah, got them eyes all scratched. <laughs> she can read
1: me,
0: she read me well. Go to bed. So, but but long suffering, uh, I think, is a very valuable trait in which the church has surrendered to the world. We're very short fuse with sinners, and we forget that we were once what. And we still do. As Paul had said previously in the previous verses, such were, whew. Okay? And we forget that when we are witnessing to them. Every now and then we kind of, and sometimes you got to be just a little firm with people, but most of the time, you don't have to be.
2: I think I'm more impatient with someone who claims to be saved right. and, and claims to to be, you know, we'll share, like, even on Facebook, we'll share things on Facebook. And then the next, like, oh, you have this nice little godly share, and then something disgusting. Like,
0: Yeah, sometimes I have to tell my brother and sister in Christ that do you remember who you are and who you belong to? Right on Facebook.
2: But I remember when I first started you know, when I was first Christian, at the very beginning, you even had to tell me, "Shelly, you got to watch the site you share things from because it's not what you share. Sometimes the sight, the little, the little words." hmm And and I realized that then, and I didn't, I didn't mean to be doing that, but I mean, some things are just. Yeah,
0: you, perception, it, it, perception destroys our testimony a lot of time. Uh, people don't necessarily know what we're thinking, but they know what we say. Always remember that, or oh, they know what we wrote. And you go, well, I didn't mean to say it like that. That's a, But then when you put them words up there, you got to be very patient with people at times. And sometimes just dropping the head. The Bible tells you and I that Moses was the most humble man on earth during his day. He put up with some stuff, boy. Israel gave that man a fit. Every now and then, if you read in the book of Exodus, what did Moses say to God? They're not my people. They're your people. (laughs) Sometimes I want to tell God, they're not my people. They're your people. And every now and then, y'all want to tell God, he's your son. (laughs) Okay? Go get him. (laughs) Clean him up.
3: No. I do you know and sometimes I am, I am praying. My Lord, be a father for this child.
0: Yes, be a father. All right, so then we have patience followed by kindness. Kindness. I do believe Solomon wrote somewhere in the Proverbs that kind words were sweeter than the honeycomb. And it tells you and I that kindness is such a, a rich, rich trait to have. And even if you have to bite your lip at times and and, and tighten up your jaw muscles, mm-hmm. you still got to be kind sometime and, and as much as possible as the Spirit says. Kind, because he's kind. Can you imagine if you was a Holy Spirit young man and there's 7.2 billion people on the planet? Man, that's a lot of attitudes to deal with, isn't it? Yeah. And not only that, the Holy Spirit also knows those who are in hell. Hello. And he also know the spirits that are in heaven. But the ones on earth are the ones he really have to what? deal with. Okay? And sometimes I do think, I I do a lot of thinking when I'm driving and I say, God, who I would not want to be you.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Because I got (laughs) 10 people in my house, and I get frustrated.
2: Me too. With
0: that 10 at times, I'm going, I don't know how you deal with 7.2 billion attitudes at the same time.
3: But God is counting stars in the heavens and much more is there and He made them by, by
1: the name.
0: So when you when you look at the grand scheme of things and you think about Lord Jesus. Think about all part of the expression, shall I say this, Lord? Probably with not.
1: <laughs>
0: when he was hanging on the cross, when they were cussing him out. I mean, what about the thief right there next to him just cussing him and nagging him? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But the other one was talking.
0: But the other one realized, uh, whoa, whoa, stop. Do you not know who this man is? And yet Jesus just let the guy cuss him out. And what about the ones on the ground, wearing the religious things who's supposed to be representing his father? They're cussing him out. And not only are they cussing him out, they got the people in the crowd doing what? Cussing them out. And the Romans, they didn't care about him anyway, so they're cussing them out. And beating on him.
3: No, they were fighting for his clothing.
0: And so, here you got it, Lord Jesus just hanging there. And the Bible says to you and I that he was like a a, a lamb, led to what a sheep led to the shears, did not open his what his mouth. And had the other thief said, "Oh, dude, you better stop. You don't know who you messing with. Do you know who this is?" This man hasn't done anything wrong. Yes. Yes. And he looked at him and said, Lord, remember me. Notice he didn't say, remember us. No. Yes. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yes. He didn't say, remember us. He said, remember, remember me. me when you enter into your kingdom. kingdom. And the Lord, through the kindness of God, said, this day you shall be with me. In paradise. Woo! And I wonder how the other thief felt right then. I yes. didn't cut cussed the Lord out. And his buddies his buddy just received a one-way ticket to heaven. Amen.
1: And
3: he didn't learn anything from
0: Oh, yeah. The one thief did. He realized that this was a king of kings hanging on the cross.
3: Yes, yes. But, but the, other know, one, the other
2: one didn't learn anything
0: you No, know, he didn't. So we wonder about people, if they have kindness, and then here's the other one, what about goodness? Because that's what the next word is, goodness, agathosone, Agathosune, right here, goodness. You ever wonder why uh, are people are able to be good to each other in the house of God? You know how many times, especially when I was in a certain church here, people come to me and say, I'm not ever coming back here anymore. Well, why aren't you coming back? Because they're mean and rude and moody, and they only deal with their own people. They're sitting over there and clicks, and here I am, on screens, and then you open your mouth to say hello. Or how you doing? Or they'll see me over in Winn-Dixon when he open their mouth, No, they that I visit their church. I don't want to be a part of the church like that. I said, well, do, 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 do yourself a favor and bless God. They said, what? I said, you stay and make the difference. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, they do what? They Tuck their tail and
1: leave.
0: Leave. And don't come back.
2: But what if they found another
0: fit somewhere else? Shelly, God always tell us, do the first works but some churches Shelly, Shelly <laughs> stop changing conditions and listen to me carefully sometimes God wants you to have your happy-go-lucky butt and plant your feet and stay there well I wouldn't be here <laughs> that belonged to him that glory amen <laughs> and sometimes God really do and he said, Lord I'm getting battered he go, I know But I'm the anchor that's holding you in place. Remember what the Apostle Paul told those Romans on that ship? They say tonight the ship is going to be lost. But everybody must remain in the ship in order for all to be saved. Even though the ship is going to be battered, yet they will not be a soul lost for the angel of the lord has appeared unto me this night and sure enough they ran the ship of ground and what happened not a loss not a life was lost
3: so pastor sammy i'm like jelly. i have a question mm-hmm. are you saying that when you know that this is wrong in the house of the lord you know this is wrong mm-hmm. like the lord has us to sit there knowing that it's wrong and and we, he's appointed pastors and deacons. He's he's appointed enough administrators to run the church. And, and they know this is wrong and they'll continue to allow this to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now you, won't, you... You won't you,
3: grow in that situation.
0: You said something... You will grow. Listen, listen to me very carefully.
1: I'm going to
0: listen very carefully. I'm going to pull up my preaching no, thing now.
1: Preaching
0: <laughs> okay, because it's about to get good in here.
1: That's why
3: I came here. Mm-hmm.
0: When you got saved Did God tell you this life was going to be a bed of roses No,
1: sir
0: Jesus did tell you and I Through Paul writing to Timothy He said all who live godless Shall suffer
1: persecution,
0: persecution. What does that mean Paul also told Timothy As a good soldier endure what
1: Russia.
0: Huh. Well, I'm with her. If that be the case, then I,
3: the, I should have never left the first
1: church. I'm
0: just throwing this out oh, here.
3: I'm with you, then if that's the case, then.
0: Because sometimes the Holy Spirit Do want us to get out of places. I, if I sat, stood here and told you otherwise, I would be lying. Okay, because I myself, in the first churches where I was assistant pastor, the pastor told everybody to off and told the kids, You don't sit down and shut up. I'll come out there and beat your butt right now. In front of everybody. And then the man came on my job and called me a Judas. (laughs) And through my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law had flown over. Belinda was pregnant with Melissa. And said, get out, get out now. That man is self-serving. He's not serving God. Maybe he's repentant now if he's still alive. And the place God sent me, I didn't know it was going to be a training ground because I ended up being the senior pastor. So sometimes God will move you, but I seem to think that a lot of times God has you there because people need to know what a true child of God looks like. And people need to know what it means to be steadfast in the spirit and trust in the Lord to see you through it. And because here's the thing, and I want you all to, all of you to catch this. Your life does not belong to you.
1: That's right. We no longer we're
0: Okay? You'll put in a particular geographic for one reason and one reason only, and that's for the glory of God. If it meant for you to be comfortable in that environment, God would have brought you home. But every child of God at some point is going to suffer persecution. And I tell you, we here in these United States do not understand that majority of people here don't. But people who are on mission field, I've seen where saints of God had to change their name when they go out to certain mission fields so that their true identity will not be known. And and, and enduring hardship, catching malaria, catching cholera. Look at Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa's body was plagued with so many diseases when she died. It was a blessing that God kept that woman alive that long. When she went into the highways and and byways in Calcutta, she she hugged and kissed people with, with leprosy. And every other disease that you can imagine, I'm talking about contagious diseases. She did not limit herself to them. Why? Because she realized that her life no longer belonged to who? To herself. To her. And I think the sooner that a lot of us realize that, the more we will grow in God's grace. And I'm talking about me first. Okay? The Lord is working with me in this. So goodness, the Spirit, He is truly good to all of us. And I want to finish this up real quick. And then faithfulness. The most faithful person on earth is the Holy Spirit.
2: Amen.
0: When Jesus was here, he and the Holy Ghost were the most faithful ones on earth. Jesus, in spite of opposition, in spite of confrontation, never, ever wavered in his faith with his father. Never disowned his dad. Never ever dishonored God Not in one iota And do y'all know what I mean by iota Iota is the smallest Manuscript In the Greek and Hebrew writings It's that smallest stroke of the pen Jesus never did it Faithfulness That's what the Greek word pistis Right to the right of that other one and then meekness or gentleness. I beat myself up sometime. I'll come in here and I'll bite these kids' head off some days. I'm tired or I'm aggravated. And I'll come in, what's your butt down? What's wrong with you? And they're going, I know I just didn't talk to that child like that. What is wrong with me? If I were him, I wouldn't come back up in here either. Okay? And then, how many of you all have seen me do something stupid? and later come back to you and apologize. Everybody in here should raise their hand. Have I not come back and apologize when I've done wrong? Have you heard me come back to you? And say, look, I I messed that one up. I'm sorry, sis, didn't mean it that way. I think that's what meekness means. The ability to humble yourself and say, hey, I didn't get this one right, okay? I messed up. And then, what does it say? Self-control. And that is huge. What's another word for self-control, Mr. Soldier? Raise your hand in the back so they know you're a soldier. Integrity? Nope. Discipline. Self-control is discipline. How many of you read your Bible today? How many read it yesterday? And the day before? And the day before that? How many of you pray daily? Okay, is that not a discipline? Okay, I'm just throwing some things out there. don't have to necessarily be that. Faithfulness and discipline goes hand in hand. In the army, we say a well-disciplined soldier is the one who acts orderly in the absence of orders or the absence of leadership. In other words, they know what to do when the leaders are not around, and they do it. That's a well-disciplined soldier. Should God's children be any different? No, because that's what Paul is saying. The Holy Spirit is well-disciplined.
2: so easy to be lazy. It is. <laughs>
0: And it's so easy to be persuaded to go other ways.
2: So easy.
0: Okay. And so he says, against such thing, there is no, what? There is no law. You can't take the Ten Commandments and and lay them side by side with the fruit of the Spirit. He said there's no law against this. You can't measure this. Okay, because the law is a standard, is it not? A standard in which it measures conduct. and so Paul saying by the spirit there is no standard to measure cause you won't deviate when you're walking by the spirit of God Uh, huh when you are walking by the spirit and you're truly born again that's the only way you can walk by the spirit then your life need to exemplify the fruit of the Spirit. spirit then the world would know that we're different one of the problems that the uh the world says about the church we shoot our wounded when somebody mess up in the church we do very little to try to help that person recover which is what the next chapter is about interesting point how paul closes out this book with that that's what the next chapter is all about when a person has fallen What's your responsibility as a brother and sister in Christ to do? Come alongside that person and say, hey, hey, let me help you. That's what the next chapter is about. Interesting how he puts in there, your old life is like this. This is your new life. Now with that new life, go and help somebody else. Because that's what he's telling you to do. Good point, huh? So... Then it says, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Some of us still think that that hadn't happened, but it a- have happened. We just got to recognize and accept that it has happened. Because when we became born again, we became a brand new person. But our old noggin still remember those old ways. So... Memory. And, and, and in Ephesians chapter 4, and... In Romans chapter 12, they both goes hand in hand. They're saying now you have to retrain your mind. And Paul uses a term called renewing the mind. Renewing is another way of saying retrain. Okay? Retrain yourself through discipline so that you don't do the things that you used to do. And some of us, we're not very well disciplined. I'm one of them. Man, I'm weak in a lot of areas. And I tell the Lord that too. And then he tells me, he said, no, you're not. You're just hard-headed. I go, yeah. He said, you was a soldier in the United States Army for 23 years. and was a first sergeant. You're not weak. You know how to discipline yourself. You're just hard-headed. I go, yep, yeah, Lord, you're sure right. All right, we're closing this. We're closing this chapter out. So if we live in the spirit. Let us also walk in the Spirit. And sister, when you walk in the Spirit, that's what brings unity in the church. When you walk in the Spirit, that's what brings unity in the church. Because those traits of the fruit of the Spirit, that humility and the goodness and the kindness and all of that, it will tell you and help you go to a brother or sister and say, look, I messed up. And at times you may not have to have messed up. But sometimes the self-righteous attitude could be just as condemning as a person that have messed up. Because your self-righteous attitude going, hmm. Oh, me an apology. Didn't even say I'm sorry. I'm going to close out with this statement. I would challenge any of you all to show me in the Bible what God says to apologize to someone. Come on, challenge me. Where does it say in the Bible, go and say to your brother, I'm sorry, I apologize.
3: How about before you take the communion?
0: Oh, hello, but what does the word say?
3: If you have ought against your brother, aught.
0: Right. And And if
3: you're holding a problem,
0: if you... Yeah, you're on to something, bring it on, because we need to hear so we can go home. What is it? Bring it on, bring the rest of it. If
3: you have a problem with someone... Go to them and make it right and then come
0: and Yes, and do what well with it?
3: And take communion. Huh.
0: Okay, you just mix two apples there, apples and oranges for a second. Let me help you out with one part of it. If you have an odd against a brother, leave your offering at the altar. Don't offer it to God. Leave it there because he do want you to offer it to him. Go and make things right with your brother. When you're making things right with your brother, what is another word of making things right? What does the Bible call that? It's one word. It starts with an R.
3: Restore?
0: No, 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 no. It's called when you, you. Restore. What? Repent. What? Repent. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And it's the same thing that you do prior to communion. Right. If you have done something wrong, don't take communion, but repent first. Right. That is the whole solution. You know why there's so much chaos in the church? Why? Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive men, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you. Your yours, family. so you're still living under the same old stigmatization.
2: Same, and so many people can point out other people's
0: flaws. Yeah. They not accept they have any. And what? And what did I tell y'all, well, Shirley? When y'all first started coming here, I said, "Let us grow to together." Together. I said, "We're gonna mess up." I said, I, "I guarantee I'm gonna make you mad." How many times I made you mad? <laughs> Say countless. Sorry. How many times you got on my nerves? <laughs> countless.
1: <laughs> okay. <not>
3: bad. <laughs> but but
0: do we love each other? Yeah. Yes. Do we care and we'll help each other? Yes. That's why I say, let's grow to gather. Okay? Because that's what the Lord requires. Jesus' brothers couldn't understand that. They they didn't know they were growing together with God. All they could see was the human side. Okay? And they started mocking them, as we see in John chapter 7. But later on, in Acts chapter 1, who's gathered in the upper room? The brothers got saved. All right, let's last verse. So let us not be desirous of vainglory. I mean, I mean, provoking one another, envying one another. Stop the foolishness. Stop stop provoking and being envy. Uh, I love to see all of you all excel. And I am not going to be the stumbling block that get in your way. At least I'm not going to try to. And as much as possible, I try to push you all. Do I not? And try to encourage you to come on. i put him on the spot. Come on, brother. I'm not trying to tear you down or embarrass you. I'm trying to do what? Build you up. That brother used to hate to get in front of people and read and he would stumble over it. And, and you know what? Flesh, we're going to go, dude, come on, you can read better than that. Get it together. But the fruit of the Spirit said, come on, brother, you got this. You can do this. You can do this. And after a while, guess what? He got up. And he he tell the others now. Follow now. Follow, we're going to do it together. And I'm sitting back going, is that the same brother told me two years ago that I can't? And now he is your husband. When he came, you're going, Pastor, I can't do that. I'm going, <laughs> you don't know what God has in store for you. And guess what he does up behind him? He even write his stuff out. Now he I mean, and don't even look at his notes anymore. I said, look at there. What they gonna tell the Lord I can't. And when the Lord said, Yes you can. So all y'all stop being Gideon for a day. <laughs> okay? That's a story you can read on your own. Any questions? I know you're sleeping. Hey, I had four hours sleep last night. So don't be yawning in here. Hey, where's the mic at? Listen. We've been going an hour and 43 minutes. Y'all feel like it too, don't you? Okay. Anyway. Are you understanding? Are you ready to go home now knowing that the Spirit of Christ is truly in us? He requires change. And the change is to be like Him. And if not, here's what you need to say to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I know this is what you are. And since you live in me, I know you said, this is what I am now. Will you help me get there now? Will you continue to be patient with me and help me get there and help me to be patient with others who also are getting there? Because that's what we need. And the Lord will grow you up. All right. Close us in prayer, young man. No, no. The soldier in the back. Yes. All
3: right, dear Lord, thank you for this time. Uh, studying uh, thank you
2: for the time of us you know, learning, Pastor Samuel. Uh, that you uh, bless each and every one of us, that we take something from you today, that we continue on in our lives, the Lord uh, expressing uh expressing you through us, the Lord, in any action
1: whether so it's love, our emotions, or anything, the Lord and bless this group here, the Lord, and also bless you lives that be touch,
2: the Lord, that, uh, that come and go, the Lord.
0: That you continue in the work Amen. And as we say always before to those who are around the world, there's only one way in which men could be saved, and that's through the blood of Jesus, whom God raised from the dead, the only begotten Son of God. And so to God be the glory. Amen.